0: Bracha is that membe is continuing with the sugya of pasababikisnim. Bread that comes together with kisnim, which is toasted grain. In other words, it's a different type of bread. Rashi describes it as very heavy on the sweets, on nuts, very low on flour. That's why there's a mandolin that says you don't even make a brick of hamazan on it. What bracha do you make on it? According to Rabbi Yehuda, you make hamaiti. According to Shmuel, it depends. If one is kebeya suda on it, in other words, he eats four kebetim of it then he would have to make hamaytzi. In fact, nowadays, if you eat any cake or whatever cookie, that, and you eat four kebetim of it, you would also have to make hamaytzi on that cake and cookies. If you're not kibayat, Suda, says Shmuel, then it's just a mazaynas. Rabbi Yudha was at a chasana, that he made for his son, and they brought out, kissed him. And he said, what's this tzitzi tzitzi noise that I hear? In other words, he heard people say hamaytzi, and he wasn't happy with that. Shmuel said you could use lachmaniyot, which are Kisanim for Eruv Chatseris, Eruv Tavshilon. And the question is why? It's not real bread. And the answer is, if you convey a sud on it, then it's real bread. Now what Brach do you make on it? According to Rav Huna, you do not make a Birkas HaMazan. So what do you make according to Rashi? It's a Barna according to Taisvis, it's alamichya. According to Rav Nachman, if other people establish a meal on it, then you make a Birkas HaMazan. The concept of hesechadas, once one decides he's no longer in a meal, even if he didn't make Birkas Hamazayim, and they bring more food out, he has to make a new Bracha. What's hesechadas? There are four opinions. One opinion is, once he decides the meal is over, the Papa says no, you have to remove all the food from the table, or actually move the table out of the way, according to another opinion. Rava was once at the Rej Golos, even though the meal was over, in his mind, he understood that the rej Golos might bring out more food, and therefore there's no hesechadas and he didn't make a Bracha, on the additional food that came out afterwards. A third opinion is, that if you wash your hands with oil, like you sanitize your hands, that signifies that it's the end of the meal for you. Anything that comes after that point, you have to make a new bracha. And finally, the fourth opinion, and that's the halacha, is that it's my that establishes the end of the meal. So once you wash your hands from my then the meal is over. Even though you didn't bench, if they brought food after that point, you have to make a new bracha. The Gemara says that there are four trifas. There are four things that must happen immediately after you do the first thing. The first one is, if you lean your hands on the animal's head, you do smicha, you must do the shechita that comes right after smicha immediately. Geula litfila. You say, Gal Yisrael, you must have esrei immediately. When you wash your hands, you make a brachim immediately. And finally, Abaye says, if you invite a tamad chacham to your house as a guest, you will immediately have a bracha. Says the Mishnah, there are three times during a meal that one would drink wine in the time of the Gemara. One was before the meal started, during the appetizers. One during the meal, and that was in order to soak the food in the stomach. And the third one was after the meal, before, because Hamazin. Says the Mishnah, that if you make a bracha, on the wine that comes during the appetizers, before the meal, that's enough to pat through the wine that comes, after the meal before, Birkos Hamazim, the same thing if you make a bracha on some sort of appetizer, that's enough for the appetizers during the meal as well. And this brings us to Talmud Bait. The Gemara says that one cup of wine, a brocha on a cup of wine is mighty the second cup of wine provided that there is a kviyo suda there. In other words, it's Shabbos, it's Yantif, it's after bloodletting or after coming out of a bathhouse. But if it's during the week, One cup of wine has nothing to do with the other cup of wine. You would have to make a bracha on each and every cup of wine. In fact, if you're the type of person that doesn't really drink a bunch of cups of wine, you only drink one, like a baya, then you would have to make a bracha on Shabbos also on the second cup of wine. He's nimlach. He didn't have a mind when he drank the first cup that he's actually going to have a second cup. And therefore, you have to make a bracha on the second cup as well. The concept of making a bracha on what's the ichor and your mighty, the tafel. So if you make a bracha on bread, you're mighty the parperas, which is like cake, a snack, but not the opposite. If you make the bracha on the parperas, you're not mighty the bread. By bread, in the time of the Gemara, when they ate the meal, like we know on the little Seder, they used to lean, they used to lay down on their beds, on their couches. If they were in a leaning position, then one person could be mighty everybody else. But if they're not leaning, they weren't kaveh suda, then one person cannot be might see other people, in our days, Texas says, it's different, because we sit as is, we're kvei suda, by sitting, not by leaning, during the suda, when you drink wine, it's to soak, the food, that has less of a hashivas, than drinking wine, for enjoyment, and therefore, there's a makhleikis, whether, making a bracha, on the wine, that's there to soak food, is a mighty, the more important one, of after the meal, when you're drinking, for hanok, When wine comes in the middle of the meal everyone should make their own bracha one should not be mighty to other people because they are busy swallowing and they are concerned that they might choke and they won't have kavanah to your bracha If it comes after the meal then one person makes a bracha for everybody else In the Mishnah it says that only when they are all leaning one can be mighty to everybody else unless they planned initially to sit down and have the meal, and that is considered, as they were keveya. they decided to do so. And the Gemara says a story, that after Rav was nifter, his Talmudim went to the Levaya, and they all decided, they got together, and they said they're going to eat on the banks of Nahar Dank. And when they got there, they weren't sure if that's considered to establish a suda. And they were very sad, because they had nobody to ask. They felt like the Rebbe wasn't there anymore. Rebbe Reb or Ahava got up, and he turned his shirt around. The shirt that already had Kriya on it, he flipped it around, so he could perform another Kriya, because he was so sad that he had nobody to ask. And the Gemara tells us that Aliyah Novi came, and he said, No, because there was a contradiction between the mission and the and we had to answer and say that the difference is, when people get together... And they come up with an etza, Rashi says, and they decide that they're going to sit down and establish a meal. That's enough to be suda and one could be mighty Everybody else have a wonderful day.